Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Growing Up Gaming Podcast. As always, I am your host and moderator, Mike, and I am joined by the Tyson to my holy field, Brandon. <laughs> hey, buddy. How's it going? What's happening, That was dude? a knockout intro. I'll end you. Uh, if... Boxing bitch. <laughs> <laughs> if you are new here, welcome to the squad, our fellow Guggernauts. We are Growing Up Gaming, your weekly podcast dedicated to bring you the best in news, reviews, indie games, and of course, the occasional B-movie. If you are enjoying it here, please give us a follow. You can find us also on Instagram at Growing Up Gaming. And if you like the podcast, please give us a subscribe, give us a like. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a review and ideally leave a comment. Uh, best way to help the show. Uh, oh, actually, no, I lied. The best way to help the show, Brandon, if you have a friend who enjoys listening to, or who enjoys playing video games, Tell them about the show. Yeah. <laughs> or if they just like hearing the cool sexual voices that are associated to this podcast, mainly mics, just send them oh, over for some eargasms. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't think my voice is very sexy at all. <laughs> He's got to get a little husk. Do you know, just just think of Barry White and just like, oh, hello no, there, Mikey. No, there's no raspy tones for me, my friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, uh, I was given I wasn't given I was given the face for radio and the voice for <laughs> not radio either. <laughs> oh, you handsome! You you, you shush! You handsome! Thanks, buddy. Yeah. All right, Brandon. How are you, man? I'm pretty good, buddy. Um, uh, I just finished a long ass week of work and worked some weird hours this week, so kind of was getting readjusted all yesterday and today. Feel a little more human, which uh, nice. yeah. Also, uh, had the. So, obviously, I've been waiting for Outriders, as everybody that listens knows. Uh, mm. On, what was it? Like, March 30th and th- it carrying into 31st, Amazon's basically like, we do not have a delivery date expectation for your game. And I was a little, a little scared, you know? So, I was actually <laughs> online. I did some customer support at 2 o'clock in the morning. And Amazon got back to me really fast. And basically, they said that they didn't have nearly enough copies for how much that they ordered. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't know when they were getting them in. So, yeah, I kind of scoured the internet for a couple days and or a couple <laughs> hours, I should say. Finally found it. Best Buy. What up? Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, all's well that ends well. I ended up finally getting my copy either, I think it was two days ago. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, nice. Have finally. you got enough chance to play? Uh, I played for like an hour, hour and okay. a half, unfortunately. I wish I had gotten to play like a, a metric shit ton, but uh basically i am now caught up to the point of where the demo ended for me because cool. I, I did a new character it just nice. you know, oh yeah so. that's that was going to be my, my next question was um did you end up or how does it work in terms of continuing with your demo character and or did you start off with a new one oh. and who did you start with so uh actually it does keep all your demo characters but i i cool. did the first playthrough of the demo with the pyromancer and i yeah. like beefed him out i played it really in-depthly so it was a really high level and had redone, like higher level for the demo and um, and all that. And I had just started the Trickster. So I was only at, like the first couple missions with the Trickster. So I ended up starting with that Trickster. So oh, cool. uh, I was only at level four, though. So I've been playing and like beat through all the side missions and did all that. So now I'm caught up and ready to leave into the new areas if I desire. Or I might go back Ooh. and just muck around and like do some more side quests. 
Oh, nah. there's so much more gear now and like so much more stuff than there was in the demo that I'm that's like, good i'm ready that, that there's like a noticeable noticeable difference oh yeah and they also put in a feature where you can turn off the shaky cam oh that's good in the demo the camera was kind of needlessly shaking while you were talking to people and it's like i, I want to make a really inappropriate joke but i'm not <laughs> going to uh but yeah so you can turn that off now which is great that's dope yeah but Very cool. uh yeah, man. So that's that's been exciting. So I'm looking forward to getting a crack at actually diving into that deeper and nice. uh, going back and forth between Disco Elysium and Outriders because yeah. they are drastically different. So, yeah. Dope, yeah. man. Well, after after we finish recording tonight, I hope you find some time to get to Outriders. Me too. How about you, buddy? What you been up to? I'm good, man. I started the new job. Shout out to LumiQ. LumiQ, the dopest. If there's any CPA accountants listening out there, uh, come check out LumiQCPD.com for us to take care of all of your CPD requirements. Uh, But no, there you go. A little little shout out there to the team. But no, it's been been really great. Ah, uh, don't worry about it. I'll tell okay. you later. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, but no, nah, it's been really great. It's my I finished off my second day today, and uh, just really excited to to kind of continue to continue learning. I uh, start meeting the customers, all that good stuff. So it's been really good, and, and yeah, just been kind of been working away on that, going and finishing off my my beautiful vacation of unemployment, and oh, back to the real world. Yeah, back to the grind, back to waking up and all of that nonsense so man, man, fun employment is the best and like really you're at the best time of your life to have gone through that because like you had you work so you have money you're old enough to make your own decisions and do what you want like it's not summer vacation like you can just yeah you know what i mean the world's your oyster and oh it's so much fun oh it's so good actually we were having i had that the same conversation with my new boss and, and we were talking about how it's like even when you go on vacation mm-hmm. like you come back to work with going through your old emails and catching up on all of that type of stuff where with this one it's like you go on vacation but you come back to something totally new so it's like you don't even have any that stress of like (laughs) oh i don't want to go back to it because it's like it's all like exciting and again so um yeah it's been great (laughs) yeah man no looming projects waiting overhead or anything like that just all fresh (laughs) exactly lemony fresh Lemony fresh. Uh, all right, Brent. So with that, let's get uh, let's get the show on the road and let's get down to business. And as always, let's kick the <laughs> is that show. A question? Off. What the fuck was know. that? <laughs> let's kick the show off with in the news. <laughs> All right, Brandon, let's kick it off with in the news. This week has been quiet. It has been a very, very quiet news week. (laughs) Oh, yes. Hopefully it's like a quiet before the storm. But at the same time, it's kind of nice to have some time to catch up. Yeah, like uh, absolutely, because it's like okay, cool. We can we can focus our our show time on on some other on some other segments. I know we have an amazing community shout out this week, which I personally am like super excited to get to. Oh yeah, it's it is good, and it hits some uh, an interesting topic that I think is going to become even more pressing and revel like prevalent as time goes on. 
Absolutely. And uh, we won't spoil that, so you guys have to sit back and listen. Or otherwise, just go to the show <laughs> notes and <laughs> you can skip ahead at the show notes, but whatever. Uh, in that case, I, I retract my suckers. Just don't skip to the end. Just just bear with us. <laughs> please, please listen. No, I'm um, All right, Brendan. So the, <laughs> the first news article that I wanted to get to today mm-hmm. is one that makes my heart happy on so many levels, Brandon. Oh, and that makes me happy because this I, doesn't really do much for me. But seeing your happiness on the other side of this webcam <laughs> with that beautiful face, <laughs> it just it fills me with joy, buddy. Thanks, man. Um, so, Brandon, we are getting the first boxing game in over 10 years. And it is coming back and it is not from EA, but it looks hype. So, great thing right there. Not made by EA. That makes me happy as well. Fuck yes. you, EA. <laughs> Ruin everything. <laughs> so the game the game is called Esports Boxing Club, or ESBC, as it's kind of been referred to. The game itself is made by a small studio. It's called Steel City Interactive, and it's out of Sheffield, England. But the cool part is, is like this because it's a smaller team and it's a studio like that, everyone who's a part of the game is just like passionate about boxing it's not like the larger company where i'm sure there's people at ea when they were making fight night that were very passionate about boxing but like i'm sure the large majority of that huge team probably didn't really care as much yeah but the game itself looks absolutely stunning from kind of just i'll I'll be linking some some videos in the show notes as well so you can go in you can take a look uh, again, with the last fighting game being 10 years old, like just think about video game graphics from 10 years ago. And already Fight Night looked very good and it still does hold up. But when you compare the two and you see like the fighter models that these guys are working with and creating, it's just going to be something very, very special. Oh, God. Yeah. It's like I'm like, I don't really, the boxing doesn't do that much for me. But I will say from the videos you sent me, Seeing Eddie Hall and those level of graphics was badass. <laughs> Fucking Eddie Hall is in this boxing game, which I think is hilarious. And Brandon, for our listeners who don't know who Mr. Hall is, who is Eddie Hall? Eddie Hall is the strongest motherfucking person on the planet. Uh, he he hold. Well, I think he used to hold the top two deadlift records of all time. Like being, he himself was the only one to beat him. But I think someone recently may have taken his his second shot. Uh, mm-hmm. but it was in a, I think it was in an elephant bar so that doesn't really necessarily count but uh yeah either way it's a uh, yeah but either way actually Thor uh the guy who came at his record Thor and yeah. Eddie are boxing doing a boxing match uh coming up in I want to say it was scheduled for September might be a little delayed but Thor's yeah. also been doing his boxing he's done two boxing matches now uh in preparation so that's going to be hilarious to see two of the strongest, biggest motherfuckers on this earth try to punch each other out. That's it's got to be, it's got to be like a two round fight. A, just from the sheer power of their punches, and B, like they, like, you know how much stamina you need for boxing? Oh, yeah, but have you seen, man, Eddie's majestic as fuck in the water. Like, man, that guy Is does, he? yeah, he does cardio a lot. And Dude. like, they've both been training like crazy for this. So their cardio game, I think, is going to be pretty good. But, yeah, getting punched by a guy that could bench like seven hundred pounds, even if they don't use good form and they just punch you with their like chest muscles, they're mm-hmm. they're gonna kill like they might kill each other. It's yeah, <laughs> crazy. So, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, I well, I will be tuning in for that, and I feel like we will be getting together for that fight. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that is a boxing match. I will 
I will watch and I will even pay to watch. Amazing. Um, so going back to the game and, and kind of like <laughs> touching upon the graphics that are amazing, every fighter in the game, or at least the, the fighters who are, I guess, alive, um, are fully motion captured. RIP, RIP. Uh, they're fully motion captured. So they're brought into the studio. They shadow box in their kind of crazy camera rig. And from there, they're able to take all of the fighters' actual kind of nuances and, and, oh, and animate that into the game. So really, really cool. The game is also going to be launching with 100 fighters. Oh, wow. So there's 100 fighters that are going to be launching with the game. And they already have another 100 fighters that are going to be coming out as DLC that are signed on. Man, I so, hope that they do Mortal Kombat style and they have like a DLC character that's like Robocop. Or so like, they're definitely they're def they've already said that they're going to be doing like cross cross I guess promotion if okay. you will. Um, they haven't announced anyone crazy like a Robocop or anything like that, but they have hinted at people like Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Okay, um, that'd be wild. And and they've they've already announced kind of people who are outside of I guess boxing. So you know Chris Cyborg. Yeah, um, yep. she's the women's you uh the women's UFC fighter. Yeah, yeah. So the one she, that she beat the shit out of Gina Carrera, and yeah. then later tested uh, for steroids and possibly a sex change. Yeah, and then got <laughs> absolutely smashed by Amanda Nunez in one of the greatest, <laughs> one of the greatest like like not even women's one of the greatest MMA fights I've ever seen. But that's a whole other topic. <laughs> but yeah, so she she's gonna be uh she's gonna be in the game. Obviously, Eddie Hall is in the game, so they're going to be branching out. And they've said that pretty much anyone from the fight universe, whatever that means, if that is Rocky Balboa, if that is like. Robocop, if that's a, a kickboxer, um, like Bruce Lee, you know what I mean? They, yeah. they, like, I think the world is their oyster at that point. Oh yeah, they could do anything. Like anyone, like fuck, even that that a really annoying social media guy, that John Paul, whatever, Jake Paul, Jake, Jake Paul. Paul, yeah, that guy. Even he might be a guest peer, uh, appearance. Who knows? Oh, I'm I'm sure he will be. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, so so I. I feel bad for not bringing this game up earlier. I've been fo- actually following it for a little while. And now they, they did a, a couple big, big kind of press releases over the last week. They did two big announcements of um, upcoming fighters and character packs and stuff like that. But one, I think the thing for me that really was like, okay, I do want to talk about this. And, and what brought it up mostly for me was I was listening to an interview about the game on Chris Mannix, um, Sports Illustrated Boxing Podcast. So Chris Mannix is kind of the biggest personality in terms of like interviewing fighters and, and kind of being that behind the scenes news person in boxing. Okay. And he had an interview with Todd Grisham and Todd Grisham is global acquisition partner of, of ESBC. So his job is to go out and find these boxers and get them signed and get them into the game. He is also a commentator on DAZN. So he's a commentator for DAZN Boxing, and he came from the world of ESPN. But when he was talking about kind of the royalties and how it all works and and, and kind of, I think this is their way of them bringing up the DLC fighters without it coming off as like scammy and gross. Um, because a portion of obviously the money of every customer or every fighter sold is going to be going back to the fighter themselves. That's pretty sweet. And 
Yeah, and when he was talking about it, he he really like brought up and emphasized the point that a lot of the older fighters, a lot of the fighters from the the seventies, the eighties, even the nineties and the two thousands, like a lot of retired fighters, mm-hmm. don't usually end up either a with a lot of money. Like obviously the big names, your Floyd Mayweather's, your your Canelo Alvarez, as they do, but a lot of the other fighters either blow through all of their money, plus they have like insane medical bills and just like not a great way of life they're not financially stable yeah and not to mention punch drunk like you get yeah. punched in the face for a living like you've got a few years in you and then you're gonna need to pay someone to change your diapers basically like it's it's not a good exactly it's not and, a pretty and, life after sports moment yeah and with this game here like the beauty of it is for those fighters like they now have a source of income again right yeah and 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 he was saying that he's like the amount of um, the amount of fighters that broke down into tears just of of how thankful they were because now they can help provide for their family again and i was like you know what that's like it's pretty dope yeah it's pretty awesome it's a good cause and like the only thing that i feel like would be kind of bad is that remember imagine you're just one of the fighters that doesn't sell well and you're just like waiting for this check to come in, walking in your chair. <laughs> like, and he's like, any day now, it's coming, it's coming. And then yeah. yeah, you just nobody buys you, and then you're just like, oh, that's sad. So hopefully yeah. they do bundle packs, you know, like you buy ten fighters at a yeah, time for and like you get five like bucks a, or something. Yeah, and no, like it definitely be more than that. I think I think they're looking at like five bucks per fighter. Oh damn. Okay. Well, fifty bucks for if they're gonna do a hundred. So if they've already announced five, uh, one hundred DLC fighters, like. There's no way that they could charge that much because if you are someone that needed, like needed, like uh, someone maybe <laughs> named Nico uh, that like had an obsession that needed to uh, to get all 100 to complete the set, you know, no one's gonna pay like a thousand dollars. That's a for... Yeah, I don't know. We'll that's, see. that's ridiculous i do agree i do agree with you on that but whatever i think it's more so i think their intention is like you buy the guys that you want and not and like there's very few people i think that are going to be buying all of the fighters yeah I don't know. Well, it'll be interesting to see how they work it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I hope so. That's I hope so because I want to be picking up some guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, and term... then you want to go play your game, don't you, Mike? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in terms of the, the 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 fighters, I guess Brandon, do you care at all about how the royalty contracts work? Uh, yeah, I guess I could be curious, like a little. Okay, you know. So okay, pretty much it, it's broken down into two into two ways that they're doing it. For the fighters who are going to be kind of launch fighters, mm-hmm. they're going to be getting a portion of every unit sold. Oh. So if the game if the game sells a million copies, they get five cents per per copy, okay. and they make and they make fifty thousand dollars just for that. So it's basically like like being in a a band <laughs> that gets a yeah. really shitty contract. <laughs> sell yeah. a million million records and you're like you're rich it's like now nah, man split 50 grand five ways like yeah but still you know, imagine you go in you do you record your thing once and now you just have this oncoming like the more they sell you're just always getting checks from it oh yeah no, like this is more of a dig at the music industry oh yeah the music industry is dumb mm-hmm. uh <laughs> and then for the dlc fighters they get paid on like i think they get a higher amount but then it will be less often because it they get paid on how many times them like their character has been downloaded which makes sense. so and more more incentive to get people signed up earlier rather than coming up on uh on uh later on yeah which actually is pretty smart on their part too mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. absolutely somebody went to business school that laid out this plan 
um yeah so again the the boxing the boxing roster is huge i'm not going to spend too much time i guess going through i know this is a video game podcast not a boxing podcast so i'm sure a lot of the names are going to kind of go over your head in order okay so we have they in the newest pack that they just announced they did announce lomachenko who is literally like one of the most incredible lightweight boxers of all time his nickname's the matrix because his like his footwork and just everything about him is just absolutely like mesmerizing to watch um they have vinnie pazienza he is uh he's known for the movie bleed for this so with miles teller you know the guy he was in um miles teller is a guy from fantastic four they he was in a movie called bleed for this and it's the story of vinnie's life and vinnie pretty much got into a huge car accident he broke his neck doctors told him that like a he probably never walk again b he definitely will never fight again and he worked his way back up and, and fought. And I can't remember if he won the championship again, but either way, he did it. They also have Oscar Valdez. Um, for anyone who's interested in boxing, go watch the fight Oscar Valdez versus Burchelt. It was a few months ago. I want to say like two months ago. And same thing. One of the most insane boxing matches I've ever I've ever seen. I thought Burchelt died. Like I, <laughs> I literally thought we witnessed a man like dying on the mat it was actually really scary to be fully honest um one of the greatest knockouts ever but then after that he laid motionless for like two and a half three minutes and it was just fucking oh, like, god <laughs> terrifying <laughs> yeah terrifying but crazy uh brandon they also have butterbean they See, got butterbean there's somebody you. i know i know butterbean <laughs> fucking love butterbean <laughs> no stamina uh, but just knocks motherfuckers out indeed uh again let's let's roll through this they got roy jones jr they got chocolatito and on the women's side they got clarissa shields they got jessica mccaskill cecilia back uh, brackis and chris cyborg so just like all over amazing amazing things from the older era they only have joe frazier right now but that's great i'm excited about that because it, obviously it leaves room for for ali and george foreman leon spinks all the all the big guys from the 70s and 80s and obviously they are missing the four kings of boxing so sugar ray leonard the marvelous marvin Hagler, r.i.p tommy the hitman hearns as well as roberto durant so when they come, I could see them doing a big pack of the four of them and like having kind of exclusive uh, things around that, which would be very huge. Oh, yeah. Just put out like a four horsemen of the apocalypse pack and just get all four mm-hmm. of them with some beefed up stats. Because I feel like, like, like boxing is like any other sport where if you get old heroes and like champions of certain sports, if you put them in today's league, they just get absolutely crushed. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. It could be different with the boxing, because like punching somebody in the face is punching somebody in the face. But yeah, like, but there's a lot. There's a hell. Of, there's a lot more. There's a lot more to boxing than punching someone in the face. Oh yeah, but like the drugs are better now. The training are better now. Like the uh, it's true. The rehabilitation that you get, like people go into cryo chambers and shit, like right after training. Like the science has really improved. It's the reason why we break world records. Like it's true. If uh, so. Yeah. That is true. Canelo Canelo Alvarez, like pretty much the 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 number one boxer at that this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tested positive for steroids a, a few like a few years ago, but he he blamed it on the meat in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, which you know every single if you're a professional athlete and you don't take steroids or like you're yeah, you're, you're an you, idiot, you goofed. Like you're not a professional athlete. I'm sorry. Like you you're just pretending. Uh, hey, every one of these fuckers is on steroids, and if they're not, they're they're not in these this league. Like it's just it's just that's what it is. I'm sorry, 
Yeah. Sorry to burst in with bubble, but if... I feel like we're totally off topic at this point. But Brandon, <laughs> yeah, have you sorry, have you have you watched? Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Have you watched the documentary called Icarus? I have. It's I've very watched, good, eh? Oh, I've watched so many. Like I watch, I I find steroids to be a really interesting topic, uh, especially yeah. when it comes to sports because that's where it comes up the most. But yeah, Icarus, incredible, uh, bigger, stronger, faster, excellent. Yeah, very uh, good. story of three brothers one's on not on steroids one's a professional wrestler or aspiring professional wrestler on steroids and another one's a strong man on steroids and it's just an interesting little little take and jab at the whole industry that's a really cool one have uh, mm-hmm. as well cool man yeah um so back to the game i guess let's wrap it up and then we'll continue <laughs> yeah. moving on uh so the game itself is going to feature a full creative character um along with the ability to create your trainer create judges create your cut band create your promoters all that type of stuff so lots of creations going on it has an entirely new kind of they call it like the next gen footwork system which is really great um like i'm not going to get too technical in it but pretty much you can in your feints so the way that you try to get your opponent to bite on your punches as well as as you're throwing certain punches the way that you're able to move out of that punches to get out of range they have full commentary so from paul dempsey he's from bt sports out in the uk uh johnny nelson from sky sports as well in the in the uk and then todd grisham from DAZN. so three big commentators from kind of the three big areas of boxing and yeah it's gonna be freaking hype there's no real true date of release but in the summertime they are going to be doing their first i believe open beta and i think they're going to be releasing the full game later on in the year and that is going to be coming out on pc ps5 xbox series x ps4 and xbox one so if you are interested in boxing at all please uh yeah check out the check out the videos I'll, I'll i'll leave in the show notes i'm going to leave some videos about the game i will leave links to watch the oscar valdez fight that i was talking about and just anything else that i think people would enjoy for the world of boxing because it's dope there you go cool <laughs> all right brandon let's get back to actual video games so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right brandon, the if liked, second if you liked our sports ra- ramble though write in a community shout out addressing it and maybe we'll elaborate that's it, Brandon. I'm telling you, if video games don't work out, you're moving to children's books. I'm moving to uh, Mike's Boxing Sports Podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of uh, of sports podcasts, a little off topic, but have you seen the new Mighty Ducks series? I uh, did not. It? I saw it, I saw it launch, though. Oh, there's two episodes out. It's it's very it's like a guilty pleasure. It's it's really enjoyable. It's very like lighthearted. <laughs> and yeah, there's a little like like man like i don't know how to say this or if this is even offensive anymore but like there's this like an autistic kid on it and like he's just it's just he has this podcast and he's fucking hilarious like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i don't know it's just neat yeah it's awesome (laughs) he might not actually be but but still quack 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 quack. (laughs) but it's it's enjoyable it's very lighthearted. for definitely not not like the originals yeah we should do a uh we should do a nostalgic reality for the first mighty ducks great great film Rewatched them all not too long ago they hold up okay there you go (laughs) there's your nostalgic reality uh all right brandon the (laughs) second article of the day so sony is finally striking back with playstation now to counteract xbox's steamrolling with game pass 
Um, and with that, Sony has announced that they are going to be bringing Marvel's Avengers, Borderlands 3, and The Long Dark. They're all going to be coming to PlayStation Now. Actually, they already came to PlayStation Now on April the 6th. So, Brandon, initial thoughts here, buddy. Man, like, if this is their strike back, they might want to recalibrate. Because I've never even heard of The Long Dark. Avengers sold horribly and was reviewed horribly. And Borderlands 3 was incredible, what, four years ago? No, Borderlands 3 is pretty new. What, two years? Three years? 2019, no? Uh, September 2019. So you could probably buy that, like, Borderlands 3 for 20, 30 bucks online. So, like, you know what? Great games, or a great game. Uh, n- not knocking it, but, like, do better, man. Like, X- Game Pass is coming out with MLB The Show day one, day and date release. It's they wild. just did that Outriders day and date release. This is not a strike back. This is just. I know, it's a very, it's like a flick. It's like yeah, a flick this is literally like, yeah, this is like Sony swatting at a fly. You know, like they're just like, yeah, 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 whatever. Like, fuck off. Like, here's so Avengers. Avengers is definitely one that like I would, I wouldn't mind getting PlayStation now for a month to like jump in and try that out. Um, yeah. Some I guess some other cool things about the announcement that we can go through is along with these games. So Sony actually is giving out a free week of PlayStation now. So it began on April the 7th, which is well tomorrow from the time of recording, but Hmm. yesterday from the time of listening. So (laughs) if you guys are listening to this on Thursday when we drop the episode, jump on your PlayStation. You get a free week of PlayStation now. Give it a try. There is actually like a ton of games, which is pretty dope. So yeah, PlayStation now, it actually has over 800 games and those are breaking down uh, between PS4, PS3, and PS2. So lots to actually dive into, even if Marvel's Avengers isn't your jam. So the the part of the article that I was reading that kind of was like, oh, you know what? Like, again, it's good, but it's not like it's not great. I definitely don't think they're on the level of Microsoft right now. But no. the Aven- Marvel's Avengers is only staying on the service until July the 5th. <clears throat> oh, so okay. it's only it's only staying up for three months. So in and out pretty quickly. Borderlands 3 is staying until September 29th. And then there is no removal date as of right now for the long dark. What is and the long dark? I- Do you know? So it's a survival game. It it actually got good reviews. I took a look. It, it's at like 91% oh, on wow, okay. Metacritic. So it's actually supposed to be pretty solid. And it's a survival game. I'm pretty sure Joe got it. Man, um, and you like you like tame wolves and live in the live in the wilderness. Okay, yeah, that sounds badass. I'd play that. <laughs> like, yeah, the like I uh, played The Forest for about like 10 hours. And that was a survival horror style game. Survival <laughs> and horror, not survival horror. Uh, and that was wild. That was so much fun. Just trying to build like a stick cabin as mutants are rushing you, trying to eat you alive. That's fun. Neat. Yeah. Um, so for if you are interested in PlayStation Now, though, you can get it. So their pricing is actually not terrible. It's You can get one month for 13 bucks. You get three months for $11.67 a month, or you can get 12 months, and it works out to being about $6.67 a month. See, that's not a bad so, price, which really Yeah, it's like 70, 70 bucks for the year, and you have, again, <clears throat> access to 800 games, new and old. Yeah. Um, not terrible. They'd be smart to follow Xbox's guidance on that one and do the ultimate PlayStation Plus. And instead of charging, like, like when you buy your PlayStation Plus for the year, then yeah. you get your PlayStation Now if you get the premium version. Yeah. So instead of being it, like, like 100, bucks, 120 bucks for, like, both for it, the year. Exactly. 
that's yeah. how you get people to buy in you i'd you, buy it for that yeah because right now like you know playstation plus i'm with how much we pay per year i'm very happy with with what i get for it every month like we you get some amazing games uh mm-hmm. also has been announced the odd world's uh soul storm that's going to be free day one if you're a playstation plus member which actually that game came out today uh as of recording so it's already oh, cool. out on thursday so i gotta download that actually now that i'm talking about it but uh <laughs> yeah like things like that that's already come out for free which is excellent uh yeah and we got Str- playstation destruction all-stars which we got for free day one as well and like they just they're doing good with playstation plus they just they just piggyback it you know charge like an extra five bucks a month and then slip your playstation now in there and just pump life into it just get play- <laughs> playstation one games in there like i want to play legends of dragoon again i own yeah. legends of dragoon but like I don't have a PS2 anymore, and I don't even know if I can play it on a PS3. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can. Yeah. So I'm with you, and that goes and that goes back to what we were talking about last week about like with them shutting down these digital stores, mm-hmm. and now it's like there are all those games that we can't really access and can't really play anymore. Oh yeah, or I just want that rumor to be true about Blue Point and them to come out with a remake of Legend of Dragoon. Maybe <laughs> I'd also be happy we... with that. so that's it like i said playstation now there's definitely hope and i think i i think it will get better and i could i could totally see them releasing a huge game something like like day one god of war ragnarok on playstation now see that would be the hammer down that they that would make people listen i guarantee that if they did that something like that like ragnarok day one on playstation now like any any playstation owner would buy it because yeah. you could beat that game in two weeks. You buy, you pay six dollars for the month, and then you basically get the game for six bucks. Like you're literally throwing money out the window if you don't do it. Yeah. So oh, it'd be amazing. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good, Brandon. Um, but that's it, man. It's a short thing again. It's short in the news, but still good. I got to talk about boxing for the first time, which is dope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can still see a little uh, little boner popping up there in the background. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, it was. Um, that's it. That was in the news this week. It was a slow news week, but that's fine. Next week, I'm sure there will be some some more great stuff. So let's keep this ball rolling Ooh. and jump over to today in video game history. All right, Brandon, now it is time for Today in Video Game History. This is the part of the show where it runs a little bit more like a rapid fire. I'll go through the games that came out today, and that is April the 8th. And Brandon will let me know if we want to stop and talk about it or if we want to just pass and keep on rolling. So with that, senor, let us kick it off with 33 years ago today, April 8th, 1988. Double Dragon comes out on the NES. It's a good year. It's a good, good I, year. <laughs> I was. I can't tell you, Brandon. I was not alive. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I was. I was in my teens. Uh, ass. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no Double Dragon. Uh, I've actually never really played it fully. Like I'm intimately aware of it, even though I've barely ever played it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you on that one. Cool, man. Uh, So, let's continue on. 27 years ago, April 8th, 1994, Windjammers comes out for the Neo Geo in Japan. Yeah, I know Windjammers. uh, 
doesn't do anything for me. Haven't okay. Yeah, never even heard of it. Mm-hmm. Twenty-two years ago, April eighth, nineteen ninety-nine, Game and Watch Gallery Three is released on the Game Boy Color. Yeah, I've never played. The only Game and Watch I've played is uh, on Smash Bros. So neat. Yeah. Neat. It's a Game and Watch. Yeah. All right. Eighteen years ago, April eighth, two thousand and three, Final Fantasy Origins comes out on the original PlayStation. Huge Final Fantasy fan, but actually don't think I've ever played Origins either. All right, well then, that's a perfect time to continue on. On 13 years ago, April 8th, 2008, our boy Sam Fisher makes his very first appearance in Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. So fucking good. My God. Yeah, this one's a hard stay. Hard stop? All right. Hard stop. I absolutely adored these games. Uh, Splinter Cell series. Mike, did you play them? Are you aware? I so I'm definitely aware of them. My 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 memories of Splinter Cell stem much more from the like my best friend Mike. He like fiend Splinter Cell. Yeah, Capello is like smart just absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so when we when we were growing up and Splinter Cell came out, um, that took over like our friend group and like I I would play it and like I have played them, but their love of it was like so much more than mine. But obviously, just through their love and excitement of the game, it, that's where like my memories fall under. Oh, it it was the perfect, in my opinion, at least the perfect arcade stealth game, in the best way. Mm-hmm. Like arcade meaning easy. Like it's not true to life stealth realistically, but it was arcadey in the sense that you had like a blackout meter where you were trying to aim for the shadows in different rooms. You could shoot lights out. Uh, but like, if you shot a light out in front of a guard, they see it obviously. Uh, but like you could blackout rooms. So people would be like, what the hell? And they'll try and walk to a light switch to turn it on. You can have lethal ta- uh, tactics. You could have non-lethal like knockout darts and all kinds of fun gadgets. And the, uh, the famous internet meme when like, uh, you can see Sam Fisher all the time putting on his goggles, where it's like <laughs> going dark. And yeah, like, that honestly, Brandon, that used to that was a huge reason why I never got a ton into Splinter Cell. Is that always annoyed me so much? And that obviously do it so that like it's for the the player. Yeah. But on the back of Sam Fisher, he has this huge like bright light. Like it's like that. Remember the white square? Oh yeah. On yeah, his yeah. back, and and that that's obviously so the player knows where Sam Fisher is. Exactly. Like when you're in the dark. But it just always annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that people could wouldn't didn't see this massive light coming off of his back is that what yeah, you mean and yeah his, yeah and, and his goggles that like illuminated light and shit too but yeah uh, sam fisher's dope yeah the game itself brandon you know that uh splinter cell was very very heavily influenced on metal gear or from metal gear like without metal gear solid splinter cell would have never been made which 100 percent makes sense like they're yeah. basically like he is sam fisher is snake realistically in a lot of ways it's just but it's it's fucking awesome. It's just a little different, you know. <laughs> it's uh, it came right into that sweet spot of being like, if you want to go in loud, you can. It's mm-hmm. harder, and you don't get given as many bullets as you do non-lethal tactics. But it's been forever since I played it. But man, I remember playing each one multiple times, just loving them. Like sometimes yeah. trying to go pure stealth, sometimes just trying to go pure lethal. The stories were pretty good from what I remember as well. Yeah. Sam Fisher, he is an elite black ops agent. And that's why, and he's like called Splinter Cell. That's his, his kind of nickname. Uh, two government operatives go undercover and then go missing. And it's up to Sam Fisher to go and investigate. And he gets sent out by the third echelon, who's their kind of big. What, what's the third echelon, Brandon? How would you describe that? It's just their like 
FBI, isn't it? D- like, if CIA had a dark unit. Oh, neat. That's the dream. Uh- <laughs> blackest of the foremost... Oh, oh, what's the saying? Blacker than the blackest night on the blackest no moon. I don't know. Whatever. Fuck. It's dark. That's what it is. It's like <laughs> z- darkest missions possible. Yeah. Either way. Um, so, yeah. Sam Fisher goes out there. Some other cool fun facts. Uh, the game actually originally started development as a sci-fi. Ooh. And it was going to be more of like a James Bond style game. And it was going to be called The Drift. But then Ubisoft saw what Konami did with Metal Gear Solid. And they decided to throw their hat in the ring and try and make a Metal Gear Solid 2 killer. <laughs> and again, that is how we got Splinter Cell. Well, and we saw who won that battle in the end, realistically. They're not making <laughs> yeah. Splinter Cells anymore. <laughs> I know, man. A freaking Ubisoft is just like is just teasing, teasing the fans with like they're putting Sam Fisher in mobile games. They're putting Sam Fisher in like all the things that we don't want him in. Yeah. I think they put I think they put Sam Fisher in um, Rainbow Six Siege. I put oh. they, they they added him in there too, but it's like we just want a new Splinter Cell game, and I do think it's coming. I definitely think yeah. a new Splinter Cell game. Is they wouldn't coming. start building hype about like who's the Sam Fisher character out of nowhere. Like there's there's probably one in the works, like you said. Yeah, I would agree I, with that. If if I'm putting my money on it, Brandon, I'm gonna say they're gonna go the same route as the Mass Effect series. They're oh, going okay. to release a remastered Splinter mm. Cell collection or just Splinter Cell One fully like fully remastered. Get the hype back for the franchise and then from there release Splinter Cell Four or whatever whatever one they're on, because they kind of stopped the numbers after a while. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> uh, I, I would agree with that. Uh it honestly in this this age of remasters, it's just almost silly not to. Because yeah. it doesn't like I imagine the overhead for that is not that high. And it's it's like easy money. Yeah, and nostalgia's at an all-time high. Hell yeah, because um, we ain't got nothing else to do when we're trapped inside. <laughs> no, sir. So the game itself, it did get, or it is sitting, I should say, sitting at 90% on Metacritic. And it actually won, it won IGN's Game of the Year for 2002, as well as right. Xbox Best Graphics. Um, and it also got E3's 2002 Critics Game Award for Best Action Adventure Game. But yeah, man, that makes sense. It. Like, so many people love that game. So many people still know Sam Fisher. Some people probably know Sam Fisher with never even played those games. So, I think mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's a huge thing, man. Cool, Leo. Anything else for Splinter Cell? We ready to rock? Oh, I think we're good to, to see what else this day gave us. All right. Let's keep it rolling. 13 years ago, April 8th, 2008, Fatal Fury comes out on the PS2. That's a pass for me. Sounds good. 12 years ago, April 8th, 2009, Dragon Ball Evolution comes out on the PSP. Unless it's Budokai 3, next. Brandon, you know that that Dragon Ball Evolution, that's a game based off of the real life Dragon Ball movie, your favorite movie. That is, oh my god. (laughs) that that is even worse yeah oh man that movie is the worst like it was so bad and so terrible if you want a great drinking drinking game and you're a dragon ball fan so you actually know how bad it is just watch that movie and every time you just think that the main character is just like 
I can't phrase this the way I would off camera, but if you think he is terrible and not a great choice for Goku in any way, shape, or form, or does not show the character, strength, or charisma that Goku does, you take a drink, you will black out in within 30 minutes. <laughs> Neat. Uh, I can attest we have played that drinking game together. <laughs> Uh, all right, Brandon, let's continue on. Yep. 12 years ago, April 8, 2009, the same day as Dragon Ball Evolution, Lego The Hobbit came out on pretty much every major console known to mankind. Yeah, so I've actually, uh, I've never really bought into the Lego series myself. I know no? that they're great. I know lots of people that love them. I just... Some are great. Yeah, fair. Some, some are great. Uh, I've just never really cared, I guess, you know, like, uh... Yeah, like I guess that's the best way I can put it. Like, there's other games I'd rather play, so I've just never done it. So yeah, yeah that's fair. Nothing really major to me. But uh, how about you, Mikey? Uh, I've played plenty of Lego games. The the Lego Star Wars. I tried my hand in Lego Jurassic Park. The Lego Marvel superheroes games were actually like pretty solid. And the DC ones are. I haven't played the DC ones, but mm. they're supposed to be like some of the best. Well, so Lego I Batman, definitely the movie was yeah delightful <laughs> it's oh lego batman the movie like not the game but just the movie is amazing yeah i love just that delightful movie. so if they're if the games are anything like the movies that's that's pretty fun yeah so i i'm 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 a fan of the of the lego games there but i did not play the hobbit ones they have lego spiders so i didn't play <laughs> but it's pretty much it's based upon the the three hobbit movies so you have an unexpected journey, the decimation of Smaug, and what is it? What's the third one? The one that uh, should never have been made. I don't know. <laughs> that, did that... you not? Did you like the Hobbit? Oh, I love, I love the book. Uh, I love the movies, but as it was said, Peter Jackson said originally, "I'll do it in two movies and make it great." And they're like, "No, no, make it three. Oh yeah, Which... and then oh, the the Battle of the Five Armies. Yeah, the, that was the last one. It there. should have been two movies. It was way too drawn mm-hmm. out for three. Because it's only one. It's one book. It's right? one goddamn book. It's like <laughs> it's like a thousand pages, or not even a thousand pages. Sorry, it's like a hundred thousand words versus uh, the next three books totaling seven hundred and fifty thousand words, and they got the same amount of movies. It's fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah, and and as cool as Smaug is, uh, a his name is terrible. I hate the name, but uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was dope as as the dragon. Oh, he did great. And like it realistically, everyone in that movie was cast excellently. I loved all the characters. It's just the pacing. It really, it I would have been happier to add an extra half hour to each movie and only done two. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I did it, not like I did not like the CG orcs though. Definitely, like I would oh, take the yeah. Lord of the Rings trilogy over the Hobbit trilogy 100%. every day of the week. Yeah, makeup is forever. Uh, yeah. CG will never quite look right, and there's a reason why Jurassic Park still looks incredible today yeah you they did a great job of mixing cg with models and all that and star wars 1970s looks pimp still great even though it's been heavily remastered and like also kind of butchered in that they (laughs) put hayden christensen at the end of return of the jedi which is fucking sacrilege but whatever uh (laughs) but either way (laughs) i'm getting a little off topic there yeah either way uh the hobbit I, I did really enjoy the movies. I still really enjoy the movies. I just, it would have been better, I think, in two movies than three. And cool. Lord of the Rings probably would have been better in five. 
Oh, well, now Amazon is coming out with their Lord of the Rings. So there you go, Brandon. You're getting more. What? You're getting more. Amazon's, they're doing. Coming out. Uh, sorry, a series. Oh, Lord really? of the Rings series. Yeah. We're following the, the books or uh, is it just I don't know, actually. I don't know um, when it is. Let me, we'll do some, we'll do some, some research and, and we'll, we'll talk about that one more later on. Okay. Yeah. Next, yeah, for next sure. big, like, yeah. Next big news drop of that one. I think. I actually think there was a big news drop in terms of a a leak that was not supposed to happen. So maybe next week we'll 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 cover that. Yeah, man, sounds good. We'll we'll do some digging because I do love right. me some uh, Lord of the Rings. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's finish off this list. Six years ago, April eighth, twenty fifteen, Pokemon Rumble World was released on three DS. So never played uh, Rumble World, but as you know, actually, uh, I was playing Pokemon Blue not too Ooh, long yes. ago. And I actually finally beat it. Uh, well, obviously, I beat it a million times, but I beat it this time. Uh, <laughs> and also, I realized when we were talking about it last time, I kind of goofed on my list. So I ended up beating the Elite Four. I used Snorlax, Nidoqueen, Jolteon, Pharaoh, Gyarados, and Venusaur, and dusted nice. those little bitches nice. with ease. Uh, and I loved it so much that I actually just started up Sapphire. Also oh. on the DS, because I found Says. my DS in the closet the other day, and now I've been playing all my old DS games. Nice. Uh, but yeah, Sapphire, man, what a jump. Like, graphically and everything. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, nice. That's, uh, I, I won't go too deep into that, but I will report <laughs> back <laughs> to see how which one was better or, like, how they hold up. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, sounds Gucci, sir. Um, all right, Brandon. I think that's it for the list, unless you want to stop and talk about Yahtzee with buddies. Dude, like, how the fuck on. don't you want to talk about Yahtzee with buddies? It's with buddies. Actually, <laughs> this is true, and yeah. it is the lovely game of Yahtzee. Yeah, the game of chance Yo, and fun. Need uh, Capello and Nico mm-hmm. and uh, and Joe, but they they fiend Yahtzee. Oh yeah, they like fiend it. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm, I'm not a big I'm not a big Yahtzee fan. I think Brandon, I'm gonna go on on record here. Yahtzee slightly overrated. I think it's more fun to say Yahtzee than it is to play Yahtzee. Okay, it is pretty fun to shake the dice. I will I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, if I never played it again in my life, I wouldn't feel like I missed out. There you, you go. know what isn't right, well, overrated though. Uno. What? Ooh, I haven't. You know, I don't really like have any memories of Uno. If I could slap you through a computer. <laughs> We are playing Uno drunk next time you come over or I'm over there. All right. Sounds good, sir. Um, All right. That's it. That was today in video game history. Um, Okay list today. It was, again, much like the the news week. Apparently, April, like April 8th is uh, just just quiet across like video game lore. So which makes sense, I guess. Like it's spring. Everybody like the weather's getting nicer. People are going outside after a long winter. Maybe game developers are just like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go outside for a couple weeks. We'll find you in May. <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah. All right, Brandon. So that was it for today in video games history. Let's jump over to the first new segment. Oh, actually, no. It's the only new segment of this episode. Yeah, yeah. But it's the first time that we are doing it. And it is our very, very first top five. All right, and welcome to Top 5. This is the segment of the show where Brandon and I are going to be given our 
top five. Yep. In a uh, given category. <laughs> in a very given category. We'll kind of talk about the category first. Um, talk about some of the bangers, some of the, the ones that some of the things that you will find in said category. And then from there, Brandon and I will what do you want to do? Do you want to go like five, five, four, four? Do you want to do your top five, my top five? How do we want to do this, Brandon? Uh well I think we'll we'll do like the introductions and our little like honorable mentions and stuff like that. Okay. And then eventually we'll start yeah, we'll do like five, five, four, four. Okay. Okay. Three, I like and that. like make fun of each other for our shitty choices. Sounds good. Well, they're all kind of <laughs> shitty choices because this week we are doing video game adaptations. Yeah. So not a movies... lot of good one of those. <laughs> <laughs> really not a lot of good ones. Uh so <laughs> movies that or video games that have been adapted adapted, I guess, into movies. Yeah, there you go. Adaptations is more of like a, a statement where a ad- adapt fuck. Yeah, adapting. <laughs> yeah either way we fucked it up let's right. let's, let's let's get this train on the train wreck on the road let's continue on so <laughs> sorry brandon so let's kick it off with rotten tomatoes list we'll kick it off with their top five uh we have both the critics and the user scores of that so number five on according to rotten tomatoes of best video game movies is rampage with Dwayne the rock johnson coming in at and 51 51- and a gorilla. Uh, coming in at 51% from critics and 73% from users. Brandon, Which is did... way more. Way more. The critics are wrong on this one. Users are right. 73%. Have you seen it? Yeah. I, I haven't seen it, it yet. I, it really? looks fun. It looks really fun. Oh, I love it. Like... The, the rock, I'll watch anything that The Rock's in. Literally anything. I own some shitty, shitty movies that he has been in. Like Be Cool. Terrible movie. Own it. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> doom own it terrible Fucking love that man yeah you, you ever seen doom with the rock? i have oh yeah like, hell's yeah. yeah so good uh but either way yeah this one is actually like a family like a movie for the family that's just a good heartwarming movie so 73 percent, i think is very appropriate cool uh brandon any any nostalgic memories of rampage the arcade game 100 percent. also an n64 i used to rent that shit all that's the true. time like to the point where I rented it so often, I don't know why my parents didn't just buy it because I was <laughs> renting it like every other week. <laughs> Need who is your I, favorite, George, Ralph, or Lizzie? Uh, I don't remember any of their names actually. George is the, George is the monkey. Ralph is the wolf, and Lizzie is the lizard. I want to say the dinosaur. Yeah, I went for the dinosaur. I was a nice. little boy. I always went for the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, okay, How about you? so uh yeah definitely nostalgia of the arcade game over the n64 game mm-hmm. um playing in the like the sticky floors of the arcade with uh the with friends and just pumping pumping quarters and, and climbing up those buildings munching who your, people who is your favorite though uh i usually went with the wolf okay yeah, yeah honestly that's that's a good choice as an adult i'd probably take the wolf because yeah, werewolves are badass i know buddy i know you love them uh so number four is tomb raider the new one that came out what two years ago three years ago something along uh, those lines? 2018 i'm pretty sure 2018 uh it has 52 percent from the critics and 55 percent from the users both of those are pretty accurate yeah uh she's pretty spiced though so oh <laughs> totally spiced yeah like fire sauce at taco bell for sure <laughs> uh number three sonic the hedgehog which came in at 63 percent from the critics and 93 percent from the users yes and which is one of the highest percentages of any video game adaptation uh for critics 
Mm-hmm. Or not critics, sorry, for uh, for users, not critics. Um, <laughs> yeah. But 93% definitely seems a bit high for me, but 63 definitely is too low. Because Sonic too was low. delightful. It was good. Yeah. It was, it, it, it proceeded all in any expectations that I had. Yeah, I did not expect much. Uh, but you know what the first sign of good faith was for me with this movie? Was when they that first initial sketch of Sonic was released to the internet and everybody shit talk how bad he looked and how much he didn't look like the actual Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. legit was like, hey, guys, our bad. We'll go fix it. And they fixed the animations in the entire movie. Oh, like dude, somebody that... wanted this to, to work. Yeah, but Brandon, that that initial Sonic was like nightmare. Oh, it was horrible. It was nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Like you wouldn't let that Sonic near a playground. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> but but the new it was one, good. Man, it was perfect. Like he looks so great. And Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey was bombing it. He actually, because that's the thing. Like I love Jim Carrey yet again. Not who I would pick for for like the Eggman himself, but uh, he killed it. He did a great job. Yeah, and I loved the dynamic between him and Sonic, and I just kept feeling bad for that detective that, or like the cop that's helping him out, because like his life goes to shit <laughs> real fast. <laughs> but oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah, uh, but it was good. It was mm-hmm. it was solid. Good job. Oh, so- would watch good job, again. So- good job, Sonic. Uh, coming in at number two is Detective Pikachu, which has the critic percentage of sixty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes and then seventy-nine percent from users. Which, for critics, yeah, it's, you know, it's 67% seems way too low for me. Yeah. Uh, 79%, I'd even say, is too low for me. I agree. I actually fully agree with that sentiment as well. Yeah. Detective Pikachu is, as I will say, is, is like, one of my favorites of, of any video game adaptation movie. Dude, I loved it. It's freaking... I just rewatched it again, like, last week. Oh, yeah? It's on Netflix. Nice. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I watched it with, uh, well, I watched it while Luther was in the room. he didn't watch it but he looked up every now and then when he'd hear like pika ryan Ryan reynolds as pikachu is just like the greatest match made in heaven yeah it only gets weird when he becomes a real person (laughs) um the main character like the guy who plays tim in detective pikachu Mm -hmm. if you are looking for an amazing show check out the get down on netflix oh okay amazing 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 it takes place in the 70s and it's all about the rise of like the birth and rise of hip-hop in new york so like like grandmaster flash and kind of the 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 initial start of what ended up turning into rap and hip-hop and all that um all your b-boys stuff like that but very good um can't recommend it enough i i was absolutely blown away with that show badass yeah yeah uh okay and brandon number one drum roll plus Coming in from, okay, thank you. Uh, coming in from Rotten Tomatoes, their number one video game adaptation movie is Angry Birds, with a seventy-three percent from the critics and eighty-four percent from the users. Have you I seen this bo- movie? Yes, I think both of those ratings are way too high. I have not seen it, so I cannot put it. But I would not have guessed Angry Birds being number one. No, it was like a legit kids movie, not meant for adults in any way. It was not good, in my opinion. <laughs> Well, so the rest of the list though decent but some like oh yeah the rest of them it's pretty good like rampage sonic and detective pikachu i think deserve to be on this list yep. T- tomb raider not the new one not the old one either <laughs> <laughs> but uh angry birds come on man yeah get um, your head out of your ass rotten tomatoes 
right. Should we get into some fun facts? Yeah, let's get into some fun facts and then we'll get into our top fives. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. So, you know what? I'll take this one. Uh, so, a little fun fact for largest budget video game to adaptation movie. Uh, this one actually surprised me. Prince of Persia. Who remembers uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in Prince of Persia, where the studio decided to spend $200 million to make this movie? Which, uh, where was it? It was not reviewed well. It was 37% by critics and 58% from audiences. So very bad reviews for a $200 million budget movie but still managed to take the title from the previously reigning champ of Final Fantasy, The Spirit Within, which was $130 million cost to make. But unlike Final Fantasy, Prince of Persia made $336 million in the box office, with, if you're not good at math, uh, is $136 million profit just and- in box office, before, not before DVD releases or anything. So walking away from the box office with 136 million dollar profit huge success unlike its predecessor i feel like this the sad part is that like that's probably still looked at from hollywood as like a as a fail (laughs) like it in some ways like yeah it would be like they didn't take a chance on it and make a second one which is probably a good idea uh but final fantasy man 130 million dollars it only made 85 in the box office Ooh, so they damn. lost money making that so this was a big success for them realistically because really? putting 200 million dollars into any movie is really dicey uh a few people have done it like green lantern comes to mind where <laughs> i think they put 220 million dollars into it and that movie bombed hot trash hard so good for them with the largest but on that note too Prince of Persia was actually not the highest grossing video game movie ever, which I love this shit. So I think it's pretty interesting just to see how much money these things actually make. <laughs> uh, Prince of Persia actually came in at number five of the top five gross or highest grossing movies for budgets or uh, not for budget disproportionate or anything like that. Just literally how much they made in the box office. So Prince of Persia, 336 mil. I already said that. Number four. Angry Birds the movie it shows its fucking face again. 352 million just squeaking by it. Uh up number 3, the one that warmed our hearts and our and apparently people's wallets, Rampage. 428 million dollars cuz even the moms will go it's, to see the beautiful Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I was going to say that's that's rock money right there baby. Yeah man. <laughs> you put him in a loose like a cut up shirt, spritz some like some water on his face to make him look sweaty and everyone's going to see him gay straight doesn't matter that man would just treat you well and you'd know he'd make him you his pancakes in the morning afterwards uh, uh number two detective pikachu way to go detective pikachu 433 million just squeaks by like popcorn money separated these these parties uh and number one the reigning champion of the highest grossing video game adaptation of all time so far warcraft at 439 million dollars that's wild that's actually i didn't expect warcraft like i obviously you know warcraft has a big following but a massive it's like it's like but i don't think warcraft had that like mainstream following you know what i mean dude warcraft 
think about like nerd power is something like that's the Morty vote, you know, like we outnumber uh, the that's other, true. like the, the others. At one point, World of Warcraft had, I think it was 38 million active subscribers. It's wild. So 38 million people were paying 15 to $16 a month at one point. And this game made money for 15 years. Yeah. So like everyone that's ever played World of Warcraft, like even me, like I want to go see this just that's because true. I'm like, I used to play it even though I like I have shame and all that, whatever. I went to go see this movie because of that. So I think anyone that had ever played it had to go see it. Nice. And I think that's where that's it made true. a ton of money. That's true. That's true. Okay. I will give you that, Brandon. Yeah. Um, all right, dude. Let us kick off our top fives. So I will pass the microphone to yourself and I will I'll let you go first, buddy. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Before I even hit the top five, I'm just gonna I was torn between my fifth place. So I wanna do an honorable mention to the goat <laughs> or almost the the sixth highest goat of of that being Street Fighter the movie. Okay. <laughs> That was that was like when I boiled down my my list of all the things, I could not, I couldn't just walk away from it. You know that was so that was my number that was my honorable mention that Sounds almost good. made it to the list. So my actual list number five is Max Payne. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. Marky Mark. Uh, I fucking love that man. I'd see him in anything, and I absolutely adored the video games of Max Payne. And the movie, I thought, as much as it wasn't great, like critically and from the audiences, it was not reviewed well. But I loved it. Like it was just, it just felt like Max Payne. Uh, did you watch it? I did. I did. And Mark Mark Wahlberg as Max Payne is is pretty dope. And that's also another game franchise that I would love to see coming back. Oh, that would be that would be great. They'd have to probably change some stuff because, like, I don't think you could do a sequence today where you follow the blood of your like baby's child through a hallucinogenic dream sequence uh, that <laughs> never fucked up but yeah oh so good nice uh okay brandon my number my top five is no or i guess at number five i have the original resident evil movie oh okay okay with mila jovich and michelle rodriguez so have you seen that recently not recently, but it, I so, it, like I need to go watch it again because it just so, seems so nineties. I did, and I always remember that being one of my top five. Like well, that would have been one of my top fives until I went back and rewatched it. Does not hold up, but no? we will see. We will see if it, if you rewatch it, will you let me know if you think it holds up to the height? I just I just remember it being like so action packed. The dogs, the dogs were sick, and then obviously the cool. scene, the scene where she's in the room with the lasers. And like oh. if and it like cuts it like pretty much cubes that guy and then yeah. she has to like roll through it and stuff like really cool. Oh yeah. So there's definitely like I had that highlight reel as well. So I'll be it made me go back and watch it again. So you if you watch it again, let me know. Let me know okay. how you feel. Okay. Sick. Uh, all yeah. right, Brandon. Continue on. What's your number four? Number four is Detective Pikachu. Oh. I fucking loved that movie so much. Uh. Yeah, it this this list was really fluid. Like there were some times the only the my number one didn't change positions. Every other one of them flip flopped a little bit. So it's hard for me to even say. But as number four, incredible movie. One that I will probably rewatch more often than some of the other ones on my list. Nice. Loved it. 
Nice. What about uh, you? My, my number four goes to Ratchet and Clank. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was Ratchet, a really fun movie. It was a fun movie. It didn't make it didn't make the list at all that we were talking about. And I, and I pulled mm-hmm. up the Rotten Tomatoes for it. And it is sitting at a 21% tomato meter from mm-hmm. critics and 42% from audience score. But I thought it was way better than that. Like, it pretty much follows... Or, like, all they did was they they remade Ratchet, the original Ratchet and Clank, and they remade it on PS4 with, like, amazing graphics. And then they just took all those cutscenes and pretty much put them into and made it into a movie. So... Yeah, it, was, it was delightful. And it really did capture the magic. Yeah, it was fun. Ratchet and Clank are just, like, they have the best witty banter between the two of them. The the, the enemies are, are delightful. The, the weapons are enjoyable. I don't know, and it was just cool to see Ratchet and Clank on the big screen. So I, I got to give my number four to, to to good old Ratchet. It's a solid addition. That was a, uh, as a whole, you know, I really did enjoy that movie. So nice. It it doesn't show up on my list though. Spoiler Ooh. alert. Oh, number three, Brandon, hit it. Number three, Silent Hill. Nice. I absolutely adore the Silent Hill movie. It is fucking spooky as all hell. Yeah. and you get sean bean in it which the man's awesome uh <laughs> but just it's a fantastically dark ominous creepy as hell movie yeah and it's not reviewed well <laughs> uh, i also put it in up here where was it 31 percent from critics but 63 percent from audiences that's not which, terrible you know yeah realistically for like a not cheesy but like a not story driven uh horror movie 63% ain't bad. Yeah. And it is spooky ooks. I will give them, like, they did a great job with the characters, or I guess the enemy design. And that's, like, that's a big part of Silent Hill, is just mm-hmm. how, like, fucked up and fantastical their enemies are. Oh, God, um, yeah. From, like, obviously Pyramid Head being, being the most recognizable, but, mm-hmm. but the, the spooky nurses and just everything else that comes in that creepy-ass, creepy-ass oh. game fuck yeah it's it's so i don't know it's a really fun movie i think and it's super spooks nice uh my number three coming in hard with mortal kombat oh the og the og mortal kombat the, fucking, uh, the goat yeah the best one until this new one comes out next week which i'm fucking cannot wait for i cannot um, wait i'm but just watch the shit out of yeah same uh obviously the the standout the standout everything of this movie is carrie tawaga and he is shang sung um the mm. y- your soul is mine <laughs> he kills so, like he's one of the better performances in that movie yeah they ended up um in the last mortal kombat game they they used him as their shang sung like his the character looks exactly the same as as, as him which is pretty awesome that is awesome because honestly he was he killed that role yeah he he was oh, it was so good and then you had Sonya Blade, who can also be seen in Billy Madison as the third grade teacher. <laughs> oh, really? Some, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Man, you had some great lines out of that movie, too. Like when she's fighting Kano and she's got him in the leg lock and he's like, oh, give me a break. And she's like, okay. And snaps his neck. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> Just ruthless. Let's go, Sonya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Killer thighs. What can I say? Uh, Brandon, number two, what you got? Number two. So this one actually, because me and Mike had originally talked about trying to make this into a top five video game adaptations for movies and TV as a separate category. But then I quickly realized from research that there is not five good TV shows. 
not even five TV shows that have been made from a video game. <laughs> so the second one breaks the form a little bit in the form of The Witcher, Ooh. the Netflix series, which I think is probably the actually the most critically acclaimed best actual performance best possible real adaptation of a video game to a silver screen the witcher is incredible uh the only thing if you haven't watched it before uh which they do a really terrible job of doing say there's three timelines in that series and they never tell you which timeline you're in you just have to figure it out for yourself Mm. uh which really gets confusing and i think that's what ruined it for a bunch of people but if you go in there knowing that there are three timelines and it jumps back and forth you can even look up an episode guide to be like hey like they could just put a fucking text that says the year 2000 and then the next (laughs) one could be like the year 2010 and it would solve all of this but whatever uh yeah apart from that no complaints incredible series the guy who played superman i forget his name but also plays Henry henry cavill there you go henry cavill does a killer witcher like Geralt, he is he embodies him perfectly uh yeah man it's it's great uh mikey what about you my number two is coming in hot with the blue blur himself mr sonic the hedgehog oh shit all right that little blue fucker he uh we yeah we talked about it a lot before and honestly the people loved it what was it 93 percent i'm pretty sure the highest video game uh by you like by viewer reviewed like movie ever yeah 93 yeah. percent. nothing else comes the only thing that actually comes close to that is the witcher at 91 percent yeah, uh, and even that and even so, that yeah two percent you know what two percent definitely too far. check it out i think i'm pretty sure it's on amazon prime uh video right now so go check it out yes it is actually because i'm pretty sure that's where i watched it nice uh, all right brando number right. one the number one my personal favorite video game adaptation of all time is Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I have that soundtrack. I have, I have that soundtrack on uh, like CD. I actually used to listen to that soundtrack when I would like study for tests and I was a kid. Oh man, I used to listen to it in the gym. It's hype. Just like get you like on the cardio machine to get warmed up to do weights. Just Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I think it's the greatest video game movie of all time. I I own it, obviously. I watch it probably once or twice a year. Uh, I don't know if I've ever watched it in more recent years without making a drinking game of it because it's it's fucking hilarious. Uh, it's my favorite. Nice. Yeah. How about you, buddy? Nice. My number one movie is coming in with the one and the only. This was really a no-brainer for me. I started at number one and worked my way up. Um, Detective Pikachu. Oh, okay. All right. Just... I just respect that. It's, he's too it's cute. perfect. He's too cute. It's so it's so funny. Like Mr. Mime is just the greatest in it. Oh. Uh just every <laughs> I don't know, everything about that movie is just awesome. I want more. I want a second one. Um and I and I just think they did a great job of like just staying true not well, I guess really not staying true to Pikachu, but just mm-hmm. the whole world. Like the 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 world of Pokemon and, and the way that the movie is is made and filmed, it just feels like it's it, it, it could be real, you know? Agreed. And it's it's perfect. I don't know. I, I wouldn't change anything about it. I think the casting was excellent. The story was excellent. The way that they did the kind of cartoony Pokemon was fantastic. I but also it. like low-key realistic and scary as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the underground fight club and shit with Charizard yeah. hopped up on what? Ketamine, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so good. 
it's the real dream yeah. so yeah that was uh that's my list fucking a bud Sick. i'm glad that we we didn't have like tit for tat like yeah we I, we're actually pretty but, good but yeah. especially from like a pretty small pool like yeah the list. Like they're realistically like neither of us are gonna pick the super mario bros movie like that's probably the worst video game movie to ever be made i own so, it so it's a great it's drinking so, game it's so bad <laughs> fucking john I leguizamo i haven't watched it in probably 20 years though oh john leguizamo man i might <laughs> might need to watch real soon it's the worst yeah. uh so that is it senor um so brendan let's keep this gravy train rolling and jump over to first four of disco elysium all right brandon it is time for the first four between top five first four we need a three a two and a one <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh first four is pretty much when as brandon and i are, are playing new games or if we're watching a new series whatever it kind of is um we want to stop and pause after the first four hours kind of talk about our initial impressions of the game and see if we are going to continue on from there if we're going to stop and just kind of Tell, tell our audience all about it. So if, if they've been interested in it and they want to jump in and check it out for themselves. So with that, Brandon, I will throw it over to you and take it away. All right. Well, Disco Elysium, you may remember from, uh, I think it was 2019 when it basically won every award they have a, a like an award for it for a video game. It was, it's an independent uh, game made by a really small studio uh, called Za slash Um which oh, wow. uh, yeah zam however you want to pronounce it but there's a slash so it's literally like za slash um they refer to themselves as an art collective as opposed to a video game studio which despite the douchebaggery that that ensues in the <laughs> describing yourself i will say that this game literally does feel like you're playing art this is the, at the end of the day this game is an interactive graphic novel it is visually stunning. It's all done in like these really cool watercolor type of like just just art style. There's just everything about this game just looks like you're looking at a picture. Like right from the the opening load screens, uh, everything is just beautiful and stunning. And it basically what happened was it came out in 2019 and it won everything, but it, because it was such a small studio, uh, it didn't have a lot of voice acting when there's over 1 million words inside of this game, which is more words than all of the like Hobbit Lord of the Rings entirety. All of it put together does not equal the amount of words that are in this game. So it makes sense why there's not that much voice acting uh, <laughs> but because it won like they got a ton of money because it sold so well. They basically hit the studio. They hired a bunch of voice actors that are incredible and they spent a year, basically, voice acting everything. Almost every word is now voice acted. And the voice acting is incredible. Uh, it's, it's so much. Oh, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing. There's, <laughs> there's, there's one voice in particular. I actually wrote it down because it was the first thing I wrote because it's right at the beginning of the game. Uh, the ancient reptilian brain voice. I want my life narrated by this voice. <laughs> I want it to sing me to sleep. It's perfect. Uh, so for any of you that don't know about what this is, it is the game basically takes place in a large city, still recovering from a wars of uh, decades prior to the game's start. 
with players taking the role of an amnesic detective. So he has amnesia, uh, who has been charged with solving a murder mystery. During the investigation, he comes to recall events about his own past, as well as the current forces trying to affect the city. So basically, you wake up naked, hungover, and like, assumedly, like, alcohol and drugged out of your mind. And you don't even remember that you're a detective. And you wake up in a random hotel room, and the game just basically introduces you to, I think it's 24 or 21, I can't remember, uh, different minds or uh, different voices in your head. Cool. So the game is an RPG in how that you could either be a thinker, uh, emotional intelligence person, or just super fucking strong. And there's five categories within each one of the sections that like your stats will allow you to increase to different things, which will unlock different, um, different conversation avenues and like not even just conversation avenues. Like there's one thing called, I went intelligence and, Cool. There's something called encyclopedia. So if you have a really high encyclopedia, someone will say something. And even though you don't know what it is, like even as a, a listener, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Because a lot of the shit's made up for the game. And you'll just be like, boom, encyclopedia voice. And then this encyclopedia voice will give you a full breakdown of everything about that. And then you get different conversation choices to dig deeper. And you get different action checks. Like there's literally like, if you have a really high encyclopedia or uh, visual calculus is a good one where you can actually visually reconstruct crime scenes and different people's mannerisms. And if you have a really high visual calculus, you'll, you can pass like a save check that allows you to solve something faster than if you did something else. Mm-hmm. So it is a really cool uh, choose your own adventure style graphic novel that you are playing. That is an entire murder mystery. Um, it is also some really surreal, like artsy fartsy out there shit. Like it's it's fucking wild. Um, it's I've played way more than the first four. Like I've played probably I want to say at least ten hours. Uh, it is extremely fun. It's extremely easy to lose yourself in a massive arc of of side missions and side stories and all kinds of stuff. But uh, at the end of the day. It is basically playing a book like you are reading like you, there's zero combat in this game anywhere. You will never fight someone in this game. Uh, everything that you do in this game is talking and your specs that you learn, like you get experience through passive, like different conversations or quests or completing different things and you level up your conversational stats or awareness. So uh, it is different. It's not for everybody. And that's why I'm playing it now back and forth with Outriders because I want to shoot some shit. Like I can't, like it's, <laughs> it's hard to just play. I think it's like a 30 hour game. If you're like, if you're just doing your, doing your own thing, walking through it. So to play 30 hours of, of a book basically is a little tough. So I, I, it's definitely not for everybody, but this game is sitting at a perfect 10 with pretty much everyone, every major reviewing thing. The original one got high nines, like high to mid nines. Now that it's been in the definitive edition, tens across the board for everyone. And I see why it is literally a piece of art in a video game. Nice. Yeah. And like there's, despite being art, there's some really fun characters. And like there's one guy in particular named Kuno that you meet really at the beginning, just as a small little micro example of, conversation choices 
it even teaches you at the beginning that if you ask questions in different orders, you will get different new questions that open up or different results. So there's this kid that refers to himself as Kuno right at the beginning. And he's like a cockney motherfucker with like, a, he's the ugliest child you've ever yeah, conceived. I'm looking, I'm looking him up right now. Yeah, he is. When you first talk to him, your voice says this is literally the ugliest child that could ever be constructed. And it's it's hilarious. But he just like refers to himself as Kuno the whole time. And if you do ask, like you have a million different things you could ask him. And if you do ask him, like, who is Kuno, even though you figure out that like, you, you know, he's talking about himself. If you ask him, next thing you know, he's like, he starts calling you a pedophile and starts calling for people to come help you because he's like, he's taking out his dick. He's jerking off in front of me. Like, save me. And then you'd be like, bro, I'm a cop. Like, stop. Nothing's happening. Then some other kid will be like, yeah, he is jerking his dick off at him. And it's just, <laughs> it's, it's fucking hilarious. So, so I'm guessing this game is rated E. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Literally anyone could play this. Give it to your kids. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, there's, it's gratuitous swearing and like all kinds of shit it's it's fantastic uh um, nice. it's one of the it's the only game i've ever played like this i've never experienced a game like disco cool. and i don't think we will again realistically like a million words like they wrote a novel like they wrote a book series to make this game that's awesome yeah it's something if anything i've said sounds cool like you can pick it up i know playstation has it on sale for 20 percent off uh, for the first couple weeks of launch mm-hmm. and yeah apart from that you're paying full price but unless it goes to game yeah. pass nice i will yeah. uh i'll throw in some trailers and some videos in the show notes as well for anyone who's remotely interested or at least we just want some visual um to go with brandon's beautiful narrative yeah like realistically you look at a couple images it's beautiful i haven't elaborated on the story at all because it's all story everything is a spoiler anything i tell you and like (laughs) knowing one thing can get you to guide the way you play and like yeah it's just something you should not spoil for yourself you should go in raw just cool yeah that's what that's my two cents nice dude yeah all right coolio so that is brandon's first force Uh, i guess it's pretty safe to say that you're going to continue playing yeah Uh, okay i need to know how this ends (laughs) need sick uh, definitely keep me posted because mm-hmm. it looks it looks awesome. It definitely yeah, does look awesome. So I will give you that. All right, Brandon, let us wrap up today's brilliant show by jumping over to community shout out. Okay, Brandon, let's wrap up today's show with community shout out. This is the portion of the show where we get messages from our fans and we talk about whatever question they're asking us. So if you do want to send in your favorite video game memory, if you want to send in a question, or if you want to just tell us that we suck, you can reach us at whatsup at growingupgaming.com or just shoot us a message on Instagram. Once again, that's at growingupgaming. So with that, Brandon, let's get over to today's community shout out. All right. Uh, So I'm just going to read this just right off the top because they introduced themselves in the first line. So here we go. Hey, Guggernauts, Jenny B from Newcastle here again. Some of you Ooh. actually may remember him as our He's platinum back. hero, the guy that I've never seen more platinums. I think it was 64 platinums. Yeah, he uh, Johnny had messaged in. I actually think he was one of our first people mm-hmm. who ever messaged into Community Shoutout as well. Yep. So welcome, welcome back, Johnny. Thank you for the continued support. Uh, we appreciate it, mate. Always happy to have uh, 
have anyone here realistically, but someone like a legend <laughs> like this anytime. So let's see what you got to say, Johnny. So uh, he says, day one listener, founder of the Brandon fan club. Oh, thanks, buddy. Membership? Yeah. Well, only me so far. That's okay. It's one's a two's a crowd anyways. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to talk a bit of a contentious issue. Is Xbox Game Pass good or bad for gaming? Huge. We will expand on this. Uh, yes. What has made me think about this uh, is the recent move by Microsoft to put, uh, to put MLB The Show 21 on Game Pass day one and how this reflects on PlayStation. It looks bad for Sony on the surface, sure. Having a having to pay full price for a game that's on Game Pass for $10 a month. But I'm just not convinced that Game Pass is good for games in general. Microsoft is notoriously secret about revenue and sales numbers for their systems, games, Game Pass, EDC. And there is no way that they make the same money from putting a game on Game Pass as opposed to selling it at regular price can't argue with the fact that microsoft is a shady slippery bitch uh although this is great for gamers in the short term what does it mean for the long term is microsoft going to eat that extra cost slash lack of income or will they filter it down to the developers who as a result may not be able to make new games as a result of the lack of income uh will they jack up game press prices once gamers become so attached to it that they can't let go which we see with Netflix and all kinds of other services. So that's 100% going to happen. Just my thoughts. I think Game Pass is a godsend for the indie developers and smaller studios who may not make AAA or even AA full-price titles. But for full-price games and studios, I'm not too sure. I never wish failure upon anyone in the games field, but I just don't know if Game Pass is sustainable the way it is currently, uh, or the way it currently is. Personally, I'd rather pay full price for a fantastic game, knowing I'm in theory helping to bankroll the next more fantastic game from a developer. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. Nice, man. Great Johnny, question. That was that was fantastic. That was yeah. That was like that had ups and downs. That had like oh. peaks and valleys, buddy. Peaks yeah. and valleys, man. <laughs> no, it was a great question, and there there's a lot to unpack. There's yeah. like a ton to unpack in this one. So I would let's Brandon, let's start at the top and we can kind of work our way down. Okay, let's do it. So let's save. Let's save is Xbox Game Pass good or bad for gaming? I think that's kind of the that's the overall thesis, right? Yeah. Like that's what we'll, we'll wrap it up to with the nice bow at the end. Yeah. Um, so the first one being with MLB the show coming day one to Game Pass. So this here, uh, I do agree that it reflects bad on Sony. Um, I also think like it's kind so i understand why they did it but it's definitely kind of a dick move from the mob as well (laughs) yeah so like they kind of had a partnership with sony for the past 15 20 years like it's the only baseball game since 2006 this game has been exclusive to sony Mm -hmm. and And it sells well it sells very well and it's made by sony it's made by a sony studio Mm -hmm. itself so obviously the mob does have the final say in terms of what console it goes under. Yep. Um, and they opened up the doors this year and put it on Xbox, but not just put it on Xbox, also gave the thumbs up for it to go on Game Pass, which again, I like. I, I totally think is a bit of a slap in the face to, to which, Sony. I think that's one of those things, though, that's a secondary issue, where once Sony, like once uh, the rights have been relinquished to Microsoft, I think then it's like, all right, Microsoft has the ability to sell it and make it like, okay, cool. We could sell it for full price, but we're going to throw it on Game Pass. 
So yeah. I think that's an in-house decision. Like MLB or Sony wouldn't have to sign off once they have the rights. In my, like, well, I'm sure. I'm sure Sony. Like again, we have no idea. So this is 100 percent speculation. This is 100 percent speculation right here. Mm-hmm. Um, with it being a Sony Studio like game and them making it, I'm yeah. sure whatever the deal was, I'm sure Sony sees a cut of it. Um, yeah, that's fair. right. I, so I'm I'm sure there was there's some kind of money in exchanging hands and all of that going on behind the or, scenes. Not money, but exclusivity. Zenimax, man, Bethesda. <laughs> yeah, this was like we give hey, you, we we'll give you MLB for we'll give life. MLB. Yeah, like, that's it. Like now, MLB is no longer an exclusive title. Give but us, you give have us to Indiana give us Indiana Jones. Yeah, we get to pick like two games a year that you were gonna make exclusive that we want, or yeah. you know what I mean, like something like that. Absolutely, that'd be a good, um, good deal. Yeah. So th- this is this was really crazy. I was I was genuinely blown away when I saw that it is coming out. Um, I still do think the game will sell very well on PlayStation. I think 100%. there's still a lot of people, obviously, who have a PlayStation and not an Xbox, and mm-hmm. and and like this wouldn't be enough to sway them away from the PlayStation brand and, and their loyalty or or whatever. Like that's where their friends are playing. Whatever the reason is. Yeah. But not to mention um, those triggers, bud. Can you imagine yeah, the triggers, those adaptive yeah. triggers? But like adaptive triggers for the baseball swing like the actual bat swing like if you're winding up throwing different curve balls catching like catching a ball in the outfield and feeling it like hit the trigger like yeah you know what that could work that could be enough to make people not feel bad about paying full price (laughs) so continuing on kind of the next point that you make um is uh, microsoft is notoriously secret for the revenue their sales number and their game pass and they're also notoriously secret um there is a non-disclosure agreement so again this is speculation in terms of kind of the deals and, and how it works with developers getting paid for game pass but i did i did i did quite a bit of research and i was looking around and i got some quotes and, and saw what developers were saying and to my i guess pleasant surprise um apparently developers are down for game pass and they're okay. in like they're 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 good with it and so here's what kind this, of developers this, though uh big and small big and small oh, okay so so thing. here's yeah and i think here is what separates um microsoft and game pass from your netflix and from your uh especially from your spotify i think the spotify is is the lowest of the the rest of them but the kind of with all of those and with with software and, and recurring revenue type of services like that, with Spotify, the reason why it is kind of quote unquote destroying the music industry and destroying the creativeness is all artists' revenue on Spotify comes from after the 30 second mark. So every song, and that's why like every artist today Everyone has a really catchy song. Their hook comes in, like the chorus comes in quicker than it would 10 years ago. And a big reason for that is they are just, the only goal a a, a music song has right now is to get the listener to 30 seconds. Hmm. Because after that, that's when the artist gets their, their, their cut. That's when they get their share. And that's when that their song counts as a song played. Um, so the problem with that is, again, it, it really destroys creativity because now everyone is after the same formula. Everyone's only after that 30 seconds um, and that's it. Where with Netflix, on the other hand, it's that same thing where I don't know. Again, we don't know what the deals are for Netflix, um, but I do believe that like Netflix really does limit a lot of the quality of the movies. A lot of like Netflix original movies, some are good, but most of them are like 
kind of crappy. They're like to, solid to... sixes. Like yeah. some of the good ones are like six to maybe seven. Yeah. And where Microsoft, on the other hand, and, and I think this is a big reason as to why I am personally on the side of Game Pass is good, um, is that they don't have a one size fits all for their deals. So uh, from from what I've read and from what I've researched and, and all that, the, the kind of cool part is Microsoft is good with a studio who just wants, let's say there's a game that's coming out and the studio would rather take a big chunk of upfront cash and then from there they make they make a smaller percentage of revenue on how many or it's it's hours played is usually the the amount of money that they'll get back or if it's more of a of a of a multiplayer game where people are going to sink in hundreds of hours whatever it is then that studio might not take as big of, of money up front but they might get paid more on depending on the, the number of hours played so because microsoft is willing to I guess be flexible and willing to go with what works best for the studio. I think that's kind of the re- a big reason as to why video games won't lose that creative beauty the same way that music likely will. Where in five years from now, the concept of an album is likely going to be dead because singles are what makes money, right? Um, where with 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 Game Pass and, and Microsoft being like, okay, cool, if you're a small studio. Imagine being a small studio and it's obviously it's on you to be feeding your team and putting money on the table and Microsoft's like, hey, we'll come and we'll like guarantee give you like a good chunk of cash that will not only pay your people, not only fund the project that you just did, but be enough money to fund your next one. Plus, if you have DLC, if you have microtransactions, the the studio gets to still keep that money. Hmm. So it's it, so it's like I it's definitely a win-win for win 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 i think for 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 microsoft it's a win for for the 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 audience and, and the gamers as well as a win for the studios um and obviously with microsoft's only real goal is getting content so they just want content on it right the more content they have same as netflix same as, as spotify whatever it is but the more content that is on the platform the more the more value there is in the customer's eye the harder it is for a customer a, a, a customer to leave and even if they're losing money it, that's not their play right now they right now like microsoft is not hurting for cash by any means if, if microsoft loses they lost a billion dollars with the red ring of death um to, to fix that right and it's like it in that that's like that's like lol money that's like like they're laughing at a like you know what i mean like yes i'm sure it hurt but microsoft has that type of money so for them for so for them it's kind of like yeah they're fine to lose money right now because all they want to do is continue to build up the number of subscribers which just leads to an absolutely like insane amount of money. So that's where like uh, we were talking a little a little bit before about The Witcher. That's where my my skepticism comes in and I think I I'm a little bit leaning on Johnny's side on this point just because like we see with Netflix Netflix shelled out, as I looked it up, uh, $80 million on season one of The Witcher, which mm-hmm. Netflix already has 193 million subscribers. They have people hooked. They're making $17, $18 a month from 193 million people. So they shelled out $80 million to make a show that people are already paying for. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if if they didn't make that show, people would still watch. People would still be there, but they did and it's obviously turned enough revenue back towards them. Now, 
my fear is that um like right now with 15 million subscribers to game pass that is nowhere near those types of numbers and how much money microsoft has to pay for the rights to sell like to basically give away games like outriders that just came out and mlb the show which is coming up those are two 90 dollars titles that millions upon millions of dollars went into development so to mm-hmm. get them to get the rights of them for game pass they would have had to shell out a ton of money and i do agree that you know what they're probably thinking long term that they have they're losing money they're bleeding money for sure on these games because 15 million subscribers is not not going to be enough to compete with the immediate revenue of having people pay $90 full price for those titles. No chance. But I think what their their long-term play is, Microsoft wants to hit those Netflix numbers. They want Game Pass to be so good and so so much of a need for the consumer that they hit those Netflix numbers of like 100 million. Like literally every gamer owns Game Pass. And the second that they can make Game Pass more accessible like through what we, we've loosely talked about, maybe like Game Pass subscriptions are available on Nintendo products, maybe with Switch Pro that's coming out, that's going to be powerful enough to actually run Xbox One games. Uh, <laughs> like stuff like that. Like I think they're hoping that because they've lost the console war in, a, in essence for the past now two generations when it comes to games coming out, PS4 yeah. versus Xbox One is no contest. Xbox One doesn't even have enough to fill a top five best. Like it's just compared to ps like playstation which filled that in a year Um, yeah so their 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 play is now to be like obviously indie games are amazing this is great for indie games but they want every gamer to want to have game pass so that they can get day one content for a subscription fee Mm -hmm. which and then creates an amazing digital library which also you can see with Xbox basically shitting on Sony for getting closing the PS3, Vita, and PSP stores uh, and turning the lights off on all those games. Xbox yeah. openly came out saying, we're in the business of gaming, like to preserve gaming and make it available for everyone. That's why I can put an Xbox game, original Xbox, like just the first into my Xbox One and still play it. Yeah. And I think that's what their main hit is here. They're yeah. trying to make this the service to get numbers up to maybe 100 million subscribers so that they can actually sustain financially and turn a profit for putting out day one content that you'd regularly have to pay 90 dollars for so okay i do i agree with the points that you made there and i actually think they're all very good points um but brandon i'm I'm going on the other side (laughs) so if you're saying okay so and, and johnny says it here so there's no way that um it makes the, they make the same money putting out a game on Game Pass as opposed to regular price, right? Yes. So 100%. the the thing that you also have to look at too is it's so it's called tie ratio. It's like the unit economics of kind of video games. So that's pretty much just number of consoles sold divided by a number of games sold, right? Okay. Um, or sorry, number of games sold divided by consoles sold. So yeah. either way, but pretty much what that gives you is on average how many games per console are sold right makes sense um the the we had like an infamously low tie ratio because like all the old people would buy like Wii sports and they get like one other game and like that was it yeah so there'd be like it's like for every console there it, there was like two games right makes sense. which is we had not Wii very sports much as a package exactly 
So I, I, I got some numbers ready, and I ran some numbers here for you. Ooh. So I'm going to use the PS4 and the Xbox One uh, in my example here, Brandon. So the PS4, it has a games per console ratio of 9.5. So like for every okay. one console, for every one console, they bought nine games. Right? So roughly just under $1,000. So I I ran it at I ran it at sixty dollars sixty dollars a game which again that will this is like quick math but if that fluctuates mm-hmm. but if so sixty bucks a game at nine nine games it's five hundred and seventy dollars right mm-hmm. so the cost of the PlayStation is three ninety nine so it gives you a lifetime value of nine sixty nine correct okay correct uh so for Xbox One right yep. ten dollars a month. And this is and this is not including obviously like there's going to be Game Pass, but then the people are still going to go out and buy games. There's not like there are still going to be games that people buy your Assassin's Creed, all that type of stuff, right? Sure. But if we're only running Game Pass, so ten dollars a month, and that's low. Like Game Pass is much more than that now. But I factored in that they give they do a lot of deals and things like that because they just want people on. Mm-hmm. So I did ten dollars a month. T- um, so ten times twelve, one hundred twenty dollars times seven. So that's $840 that they're making in the console generation plus the $499. So Xbox is actually making $1339, which is way more than Sony because, again, they have the, the money that they're making in the long term, in the cumulative term of off of that monthly revenue. Mm-hmm. Plus the fact that, again, people are still going out. People are still buying games. Um, in one of the reports that I was reading, they're actually saying that... A lot of people, and, and what the developers were finding is because Game Pass, it is digital, there's a lot of people who were finding games that they like, and then they still go out and buy those games. Okay. So yeah. the, the developers are getting their, their revenue and their funds on Game Pass, but then they're still going out and people are still buying it because now they want that physical copy. So that's actually funny that you mentioned that because that is exactly what happened with me with Ori and the Will of the Wisps. There you go. I, I tried it on a whim. Because of your recommendation, actually not a whim, a very highly regarded mic recommendation. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I loved it so much after I beat it that I'm, I'm buying this game so that they can never take it from me. It's perfect. exactly it's it's amazing. So, and and that's like that's exactly what I think they want. That's exactly what what the plan is there. And and it's so good. And and the reason why I go back to why I think it's good for for gaming, why I think it's good for everyone, is. For the smaller teams, for the even the mid-sized teams, like it gives them so much more exposure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there is a number saying that on average, the the players play thirty percent more games than they would uh, originally because they're just so much easier to access. They play forty percent more genres. So if mm-hmm. someone usually only plays shooter games, like now they're trying sci-fi, now they're trying fantasy, now they're trying different ones. Yeah, and and it's just like as a smaller studio, it's like oh cool, like people are, are much more easily to jump into a game that they wouldn't pay 50 bucks for, but like for free, like, cool, I'll go and watch that or I'll go and play that. I should say. So you're spitting a lot of facts here, Mike, you're really Thanks, taking dude. the winds out of my sails that I thought I was going to build up <laughs> on. There's a, there isn't really an argument for that. Cause my only argument was that I think Microsoft's not making enough money to sustain this, but that simple math that you busted out shows that actually per person, if they they're probably actually making more. Yeah, but they're in. Yeah, because like if if they're doing if they have fifteen, so they have fifteen million. Let's just say again, quick mm-hmm. math. If they have fifteen million subscribers, mm-hmm. like they're making they're making one point eight billion dollars a year right as of right now. 
yeah. right? And you can you can spend like you can give money to a lot of studios for that type of money. Plus, it's true. Plus, with with Game Pass, like their whole kind of future goal, their five year goal, ten year goal is this is going to be on your TV. This is going to be on your smartphone. This is going to be everywhere and anywhere. It's going to be on your fridge, yeah. right? <laughs> So and games Samsung ex- fridges. It's got the screen. <laughs> yeah, and like and games are expensive, man. So yeah. to for for a gaming community or, or for for someone who maybe wants to buy their kid a video game console, but they know they can't afford dishing out seventy dollars every time a new game comes out. To to be able to buy an Xbox Series X for two hundred bucks and then or a Series S and then get Game Pass, like it's pretty dope. And at the end of the day, like, if your question is, if is it good for gaming? Like, what's good for gaming is more people playing games. And this yeah. is exactly what it does. Yeah, no, that's fair. And even the parent side of things. Like, uh, that used to, we talked about that with backwards compatibility. Where, you know what? As a parent, if you're like, hey, wait. Instead of buying you, like, one or two or three fucking $90 video games a month, I can just pay $10 or $15 a month and you just never hassle me again that's yeah that's pretty good and again like people will still go out and buy the games and do all that and, and i think there there will always be there will always be a market for that yeah there will always be people who want to own their game it doesn't matter if it, they get it for free all that type of stuff mm-hmm. right um so there will always be that market like my so my initial one kind of like worry and, and why i i was on the opposite side or at least i could see the opposite side is i can very much see it like a like if Microsoft, because they kind of dictate that, okay, cool. If we're going off of play length and that's how people make their money is like the longer someone plays, mm-hmm. then, then studios will make games intentionally longer, yeah. right? Even though it doesn't have to be, but the fact that Microsoft is cool to still be like, cool, if you want to make a short game, that's fine. We'll give you a larger amount of money up front and like, we won't run it off of game time, but instead maybe just like units downloaded. Mm-hmm. then i think that will conti- that will save it from ever getting to a point where people's creative freedom gets blocked by um oh i have to have it this length otherwise it doesn't like yeah. agree with their algorithm right which makes sense cuz then you could even make like a 3 hour game that is just like a like you know what i mean like that 12 minutes game where it's going to be one room and that's it mm-hmm. uh that we talked about i think on last episode where a game yeah. like that, like I would never probably buy. But if it's on Game Pass, yeah, I'll try it. And then if I get into it, yeah, guess what? I'm playing it for three, four, or five hours, however long it is. And yeah. now I've played the whole game where I would have never have tried it before. And now I've given that studio business by it being available to me. So mm-hmm. I get it. And and you know what? And on that, like I was about to say, in theory, <laughs> not in theory because it's working apparently in the books, like seems like a good strategy and my one thing is that if everything is as good as it sounds why hasn't sony stepped up their ps like their ps now subscription and come forward with it my my like hypotheticals is that the right word either way my kind of hypothesis my hypothesis on it all is one microsoft as a company Mm -hmm. is way better at online and digital distribution yeah i think sony has company for for birth like that's what they are sony is not a gaming company at birth or an internet-based company at birth yep and and because of all and because microsoft all of their consoles are all based off of the pc 
um and like how pcs are, are made and ran and all that type of stuff yeah. they like they're again they're just much better at getting really big really complicated files to be able to be streamed mm-hmm. where playstation is getting there but like their playstation now compared to their the to game pass from a a streaming quality is oh, is is not, not it, it's not there yeah yeah it's it's not there either um another part of it is i think that sony being a much more traditional japanese studio mm-hmm. is likely a little bit more i'll call it hard-headed let's say um yeah, fair enough but like set set in their old style of ways yeah of like no this is how we do it this is how we sell this is how we make money blah 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 right will that continue to stay i don't think so i think i think they have to kind of wake up and, and and start putting more towards it but those would be my two biggest kind of theories around it which yeah you know at the same time when you look at revenue streams sony has a whole film studio sony has a whole music studio like they have uh, an entire line of electronic products of wide ranging <laughs> Sony's bulk of their money is not related to online capabilities or even probably gaming at that point. Yeah. Gaming is like a nice little like side piece, of just money that comes in. Yeah. Where, yeah. Microsoft obviously makes computers like they, they make software, they make all kinds of shit to do with computers. So all of their revenue is coming from that. So mm-hmm. it's a lot, it's a lot more adjacent, basically, to to yeah. be. Uh, so it makes sense that their infrastructure might be able to support this better than Sony's is, and that's what's actually holding them back. Yeah, and and I guess the third part is is Sony. I don't think has to at this point, only because Sony has the exclusive first party games that Microsoft is lacking. They have the stable of legends. Yeah, like there's yeah. nothing so... that comes close. Yeah, and I, again, I think it. I think it's just a, a a beautiful concoction of those three. But that being said, I do I do think Sony will start to put more effort into their PlayStation now, as I'm sure they are working very hard to get that like well, up and running. And yeah, because I guess just now looking at this in the new light that you have painted out. Yeah, uh, last last console generation, they developed Game Pass. Amazingly, they did not turn out many good exclusives. Uh, this generation, they have the infrastructure locked down and then they bought Bethesda, which you could fill your stable alone with Bethesda. Like this year, Mm -hmm. if they came out with a new Doom game, a new Elder Scrolls game, that's it. Like you have RPG of the year and you have Shooter of the year right there. Absolutely. And it's like the more... And the more studios they get and, and like the more subscriptions they get, if, if they, I just ran the numbers, but if they get it up to 25 million subscribers, which is like, they will get that this year. Yeah. Right. And probably. once the price, and once the price goes up from, from, for a game pass ultimate to let's say $20 a month mm-hmm. right now, now they're making $6 billion a year. Now that, that acquisition <laughs> of, insane. now that acquisition of $7 billion just for Bethesda, like that's paid off in a year and a bit. Yeah. Right. And, and, and now you're, you're making, still making money off of the physical releases. You're still making money off all the microtransactions. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot to it. And last thing, cause I know this is running wild, but this is a, I like this topic, but oh, it's um, a great one. Honestly, where I think maybe not more money, but like a fucking huge amount of money of all of this too. Microsoft gets all of that data. Yeah. And you know what Microsoft does with that data? Microsoft sells that data. Yeah. And, and they make and, even more money. 
and they make even more money, right? They have they have all of the playing data. They have how long any person. They have all of your like you. They have your age. They have your information. Mm-hmm. So now they can see of okay of any age range of any group who plays what for how long, how often, how many times are they changing? They have all of that information. Yeah. They can sell so much shit. Um, and that's that's the real like that's the real money play right there. Yeah, that's if up. if you own the data, you own the world. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so scary stuff dude yeah man so i think you've established at least you've changed my mind from my opinions uh you've yeah game pass it sounds like it's here to stay it's not going anywhere it's probably nope. only going to get bigger and better and uh yeah it's only gonna be st- like stubborn fucks like me where i prefer to play everything on my playstation yeah. i did it's not... a it's a sorry go, sorry, oh, go. i was gonna say i'd did not upgrade my xbox one to the xbox series x despite being way easier to get uh, mm-hmm. i i upgraded to ps5 outriders was available to me on my game pass day one for free and i still chose to buy it at full price yeah. with playstation <laughs> because i wanted it on the next gen experience uh, absolutely man but that's also because i'm stubborn and that's what i want to do <laughs> uh, but like if this type of trend continues, then you know what? Like next thing you know, at the the Half Life generation upgrade, Xbox yeah. Series X Plus or whatever they call it, might be yep. what I buy. And I, I, you know, what I mean, I switch. Yep. <laughs> so or even not switch. Like I, I still think that well, you can, they'll they'll live together. But yeah, but, but I'm with you. Like I have, even though we talk about Game Pass so much, and I and I do have a lot of respect for the platform. Yeah. It's the same thing. I have a PS5. I don't have an Xbox yet. Yeah. Right. And it's like it's we're on the same page on that on that mm-hmm. front, but um, yeah, I just think it's I think it's really interesting. I think it's cool, but I think people have to kind of understand and accept to change with the times, right? Like, if, mm-hmm. like again, it's people who thought that it's like with oh, is Uber bad for the taxi industry, right? Is yeah, is, it is. Uh, <laughs> is Spotify better. bad for the music industry, like things like that? But I don't know. I think with Game Pass and, and like I said, like with Microsoft being willing to work with the studios and it's not a here's your like, this is the deal, take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's really the night and day. If that is lost, then like, yes, let's revisit revisit this conversation because then I do believe that it's not good for gaming. Yeah, and I would agree with that. But from the way it's looking right now, I think it's actually going to be great. It's going to get a lot of people playing games that they would never have played before. Like, I can think of, I have an li- ongoing list of 30 games for a Game Pass that I would never probably pay to try for the first time uh, that I really want to go try. And like Spirit Fair, I ended up loving it and playing it a ton. But on its face value, if someone described it to me, I wouldn't have bought it. Mm-hmm. But I've played it. I loved it. And it's, it's fantastic. So, cool. yeah. I, I love it like yeah i don't know it makes cool, me man. feel better knowing that they're getting the money that they deserve yeah so. me too me too when when i was when i as i was kind of doing more digging and diving um i i was much i was very happy to see that as well and and, and i think that's like that's the biggest thing yeah is for them to still be able to do it so with that brandon johnny b thank you once again uh number one listener number one supporter we appreciate you we appreciate all of our beautiful listeners so again if you have a question if you have a great question like this if you have something that we want us to kind of dive into then please send us an email over at what's up at grown up gaming 
And with that, Brandon, let's end off episode 21, 21, if you will. Uh, so so <laughs> that is it for me. Yeah. We uh, talk. I talked a lot this episode. I, I apologize for, for all you poor listeners ears. But Brandon, I will throw it to you and uh, take us home, brother. Do your own digging. Uh, let us know. Hit us up with comments. You don't have to ask a question too. you. can even send in anything in the socials of your opinion on game pass whether you think it's good or bad for the industry uh yes con- please come at us you know like come at mike che- fact check his ass like uh yeah fact check it <laughs> let me know See what's up. if i'm if i'm, we if love I'm it. wrong i'm wrong but yep. like I, yeah i i want to have the, that conversation for sure exactly. so please so reach out. hit us up and yeah you know what I had a blast it's always fun talking uh talking to mike and then therefore you guys listening so great to be in your ears and on that for stopping by.